do I get the latest and greatest cameras, lighting, mic, that whole nine? Do For me to be successful in content creation, I have to have the whole setup. Mm. No. Yeah. You have to be okay and great with what you already have. And we all have a phone. Our phones have 4K. Bear believe that? 4K, okay? And the great thing is to improve our content off top when it comes to video, it really just has to do with recording from our back camera. Not our front camera, our back camera, okay? So when we are buying all these phones and they have the, you know, tell you all the new camera features it has, nine out of 10 times, it's talking about the back camera. And so to improve the quality off top, you probably wanna just do that. Put, put, uh, put your phone recorded from the back camera Real quick, if you have an iPhone, not iPhone, uh, Apple Watch, right? You can actually monitor what you see with your with your watch, right? So if you was to just wrap your watch around the camera, you could see because you know nine out of ten times we look at the front the front camera because we could see ourselves. But you could do that also with the watch if you can't. Do it if you don't have a watch. I'm not saying go buy it if you don't want to, right? It's a business expense after we dealt with Carter. Remember that, okay? The business expense. However, um, if you don't want to get the watch or you don't have the watch, you can actually connect it to your computer or laptop and put QuickTime for my Apple people and, and for my... Uh, PC people, you could set it up with QuickTime and show your phone through there. So you could still have an understanding of where you are and what you look like. The, the reason why I'm going in on that is just because you pay a whole lot of money on equipment doesn't mean your content's instantly going to be good. Mm. You want to be uh consistent with what you have and get the reps in so that when you do have the expensive stuff it still comes very natural just the quality may improve because and and I put this out on my social media uh the other day depending on when you're watching this for those people who are watching this live yesterday where the pressure of Having the best setup, having the transitions, having all these types of content that are high quality, there's a pressure that we have amongst us after looking at social media for a while, after consuming it. So we feel as if that is what perfect content is and that is what we're supposed to be doing. Or depending on the platforms we are, I remember talking to Moose, he's like, I don't like TikTok because I don't want to dance, right? And so we, without even knowing, get very uh, influenced what we think the platform wants 
and what we think people want just based off what we consume, not who we talk to, not what we've tried, but just based off what we consume. And so if you really break things down, we've seen amazing viral content just come from the phone. So the pressure of creating all this amazing, amazing, amazing stuff is subjective. And yeah. what we really need to do is be present than necessarily always worry about the quality. Because if we're present, we will always beat the person who puts out quality content maybe once in a while because that's the only time they can get their editor to do it or they can get the time to do it themselves. But the presence doesn't take that much time. We just show up, we say what we need to say, do what we need to do, show what we need to show, and our followers appreciate that because we are doing exactly what they followed us for. So I would say you don't need the great equipment and things like that. This, what you see now, was a progression. You could go to our very first live on Facebook. You could go to all my lives that I've done on Facebook, on Instagram, and doesn't, and it didn't look like this. This took years. So you may look at us now and be like, ha, y'all say that now. Look at y'all. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. You're looking at our, in, in the podcast, year what two two and a half right but still with experience of six to seven years prior to that to understand that i need to do it in this level for the podcast mm. so no you don't need the most high-tech equipment in regardless of the platform regardless if it's youtube regardless if it's instagram tiktok whatever you just need to be present. That's what I said. Wow. Wow, that's so good, man. That's so good. Uh, shout out to Jay from Japan. That's incredible. That's incredible. Jay, if you and that's awesome. That's awesome. Shout out to Jay tuning in from Japan. That's really cool. Um, Yogi said, finally, uh, I used for this Apple Watch. <laughs> Yo, that's good. I uh, was on the verge of buying an Apple Watch and I talked myself out of it because I have like an older version of it. And I was like, oh, what am I using it for? Like, it's the same thing. And now I'm kind of seeing why. So good stuff. No, but I. And the battery life. Incredible, right? Yeah. The, I had I had an old one and it would die by like 1 p.m. Wow. So wow. this lasts all day. And I don't have to charge it. In, like it lasts all day, and then you know how many notifications I get. I get oh yeah, yeah, you just you just got one right now. Actually, as you said that, you just said <laughs> notifications. Like I get a lot of notifications. Yeah, we know you get a lot. No, but that's incredible, man. I think that's powerful there too because I know for a while, um, the overthinking and the perfectionist in me could not see beyond quality. It was like, nope, if it's not going to be like this, I'm not going to do it. And the other thing was, oh, once I get to this quality level, I never want to downgrade. I want to keep all of my videos to be on the DSLR. But then the truth is, you know, and, and you can kind of add your piece to this too, but what I'm noticing is 
yes, it's good to have high quality videos, especially if that's the level you've worked up to, right? Like I think at this level now, we have access to these cameras. We understand the equipment. We can utilize it. The turnaround is relatively quick. We have awesome people who who are masters at their, their portion of it, and they help to accelerate the entire process as well. But what I'm noticing is while it's nice for people to see you super high def, once in a while, a little selfie video lets them build a connection with you. It helps them to build a relationship with you and say, oh, at the end of the day, this is a real person nonetheless who has feelings and emotions just like I do. They have ups and downs just like I do. But the only difference is they're maybe a little bit more invested on showing me what's happening. And maybe they're a little bit further ahead in having mastered how to navigate those challenges. So that's what I've noticed too. Like the equipment is great, but even with the equipment, once in a while, it's it's nice to intentionally downgrade and use something that's relatable for people that they're accustomed to see, seeing you almost as a friend rather than the superstar, you know, lights, camera, action kind of thing. Yep. I, I, I love and, that. And to go right behind that, like you said, it just makes us feel human, right? And it makes your audience feel like you're human too. We want to be reachable, right? We, we just want to be reachable. So we got to think about it. And not everybody is going to understand the studio setup. Not everybody's going to understand the videographer following you around, the, the photographer forever taking those candid pictures that you always look like a model for no reason. That's right. That's right. Like, they, no one really does that in real life. I don't know right, right, why right. that that's a thing. But so, but when we just grab our phone and talk, like if 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 Tyler Perry just grabbed his phone right now and talked right now to you, Oprah, right? You'll be you'll be tuned in. Hold on, she's reach. She has a phone. He has a phone to the point where you're saying, "Yo, he they know how to use a phone." Let them go live. Yo, they're going live. It brings a, a deeper connection that we underestimate because we are so consumed with what we consume. Yeah, that's good. Let's talk about um, some of the more personal things now. You know, I think equally as important, people are going to say, well, creativity, expertise, um, you know, find, making time in my busy life away from my work and my family and my this and my that to actually do it, right? And I think that's those are intangible things because there are conversations that we're having with ourselves about what needs to happen for content to be created. Talk about that a little bit because I know you're a big believer in, like you said, just simply being present, but also helping people to ease up on the requirements to just show up and create. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, creativity is one of those things that there's levels to, as well as it's, it's that same vibe that we have of art, like the eyes of the beholder. So what I find creative, you may not right? You, you may not find any of that creative. You're like, hey, this trash. Cool. It may be, right? I may be thinking this is what everybody needs. I use the example a lot 
where uh, a few years ago in Art Basel, there was a banana that was uh, put on the wall, found some masking tape, and stuck the banana on the wall. And it sold for $120,000. Okay? I'm not giving you an air horn. Just feel that. Right? And the person bought it and then ate it. Wow. Mm-hmm. No, they did not just eat the banana. Yep. yep. Wow. I want to have those too much money problems, by the way. Um, anybody who wants to continue to sponsor us, uh, please, please do. Um, but anyways, so, um, but some people really, to the fact that the the price got that high shows that people found that as art. Now, some of us are going to be like, wait, huh, how? Some people are like, oh my God, the thought of that is just so amazing. The fact that you angled the banana in that kind of way, didn't peel it, just put it that way, and how the 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 brownness of it just came up in a certain kind of way, and the particular masking tape that you got. There's some people that are like that. And there are some people that are like that with the most simplest parts of your content. Where you could literally type something on a note app, screenshot it, put it there, and somebody's like, oh my God, the spacing that you did, those particular words that you picked, that hit my soul. I needed that right now. I, I needed exactly that right now the music that you picked though everybody else is picking it that you picked it at this moment I needed it right where sometimes we are downplaying how dope and deep we are because we don't think that it's a us issue when we are complaining about creativity and style and it's a us issue we are trying to please ourselves when we have to really look at what we're putting at, putting out and seeing what the data is allowing us to see to say, hey, this works, this doesn't. It's a fact. Yeah. We get in our feelings a lot. And once again, it goes back to that pressure of seeing what everybody else is doing where we need to be laser focused into the ideas and the creativity that we have because there is a reason why we have it. There's a true reason why we have it. There's a true reason why the level of creativity that we are at right now is happening. We don't know what's happening in the background when we're posting something and how it makes somebody feel, how it got uh, helped somebody get through their day, how it inspired them to create something how it made them purchase something that actually uh, relieved them from a really, really depressing day. We don't know any of that. When we are nine out of 10 times, when we're looking at our own creativity and our own style, we're going based off our own feelings, what it does for us and what we assume it does for other people. And assumptions mean nothing because they don't go based off facts. So, We can always improve our creativity 1% every day. If we're real about it, you can either continue to complain I'm not creative or I can put something out and I can improve every single day. Where we are from 
right now isn't where we were a year ago, isn't where we were when we first started. We didn't sound this good, have the format the way that we have, have the knowledge, the experience that we have. We intentionally got better every single day, every single week, every single clip, every single full episode. Because if we're going to be in this space, and you have to ask yourself, if if I'm going to be in this space, am I trying to just, oh, I'm not creative, and that's it. I'm just, it, it is what it is. Or, yo, I'm really trying to be in this space for a minute, whether it's, you know, whether it's the space of fitness, whether it's the, the, the space of podcast, whether it's the space of uh, engineer, whatever your space is, am I just in this space just to be the same or am I in this space to get on the elite level? For that, I have to be 1% better with my aesthetics. I have to be 1% better with my creativity. I have to get 1% better with my writing. I have to get 1% better with my perspective and my research. If not, then we can continue to complain and nothing happens. Mm, Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I just did the math, just basic math on the time that we've invested just in podcast episodes and live shows alone. And we're up to roughly, roughly, could be a little bit more, could be a little bit less, 14,400 minutes just on this show alone, all right? And so when you start to uh, simply just dedicate yourself to something, that's the beautiful thing about this too, man. I I will say this, you know, to to what you're saying, Nick, the the idea of being present and showing up and, and challenging yourself to get better, just simply having something that you're dedicated to and committed to, and you keep that promise. That's the one thing, like a lot of us cheat on ourselves because we say, okay, I'm going to do it every Tuesday at eight o'clock. And then the third Tuesday rolls around at 747. You're like, honestly, it's okay. Only like, I don't know, 26 people are only going to know. So it's no big deal. I'm, I'm not going to do it this week. I, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Do you, do you not think that there are days, weeks, shows, episodes where we're sitting here like, hmm, what should we talk about? You know, I really don't know what we can talk about today. You don't think we have that challenge? That challenge exists for everybody. I don't think you ever get to a point, and it's not that you can't talk about anything. Like, that's the truth, is that you're thinking about, well, what am I going through that I can be passionate about expressing? What are people thinking about, and what am I hearing from others so that I can give them something that's helpful and is going to resonate with them? And if you can just simply stay connected, you'll start to eventually break through that wall. And that's the part that I've noticed. Like, if I can maybe take one of my biggest lessons from working on the podcast all this time, is that no matter what the circumstances, if you push yourself, you will land on something. And you can say, I have no idea. Push yourself, you'll land on something. Just push. Because one thing leads to another thing, leads to a third thing. And before you know it, you've stitched together enough concepts, ideas, things that you can touch on 
to create your content from. And of course, we're talking mainly on, say, like personal brand or just your own thing right now, not so much on the business front, which could be a little bit different. At some point, you got to decide, are you going to keep telling yourself the same old, like broken excuse every time? Oh, but this, oh, but that. It's hard, man. It's hard. It's, it's hard when you're in that position and you just don't even give, you don't, you don't take a shot on you. Like that's, that's not fair. I, I think it has to go with, you know, this is a, this is still a new space for, for most with content creation and expressing themselves in a visual way. So when we start something, we suck, right? When uh, we go and try to do push-ups, we can't even do five. Where you look at other people, they're doing 50, 100, 200 a day, and you can't even do five, right? But with time, I can do five, so don't, don't, don't look at me, though. So, um, but with time, it gets better, right? We, we have to build that muscle up. And so that's the same thing with, with creativity. You have to build that muscle up. You have to try and try again and try again. And like, we have to look at even all the grades and go back for those who didn't delete their, their beginning times. We gotta go back and see how their videos were, how their pictures were, how like, Gary Vee is very documented about his first video. Um, Mr. Beast, very documented. Sean Kennel, very documented. And this is just some of the creators. David Chance, very documented. And so we have to look back and be like, oh snap, they suck too. They really did. This was really bad. But maybe it looked really good at the time because I wasn't doing anything at the time. And so it was amazing. But then we have to take that same vibe with ourselves and be like, we're going to look back and be like, damn, this sucked. Wow. Mm. That was that was horrible. That was so, I still talk about our first podcast. And the funny thing is that we were practicing before and we still sucked mm. in our first podcast episode. Pretty bad, I must say. Yeah. You like, we are just, and we've said this multiple times, we are just getting our, like, like our, our footing right with the format. There's a certain flow. We shout out to Kat. Kat was like, yo, that, that episode that you had with Glenn was one of the best interviews. And we've had some big time people on our joint. And these, she said, yo, one of the best interviews, the way you guys flowed, it felt like the live. It felt like you, it, it, there wasn't all over the place. So what do you think we did? We looked at that, okay, boom. How do we apply that same vibe to the podcast, this is a 1% better each time and stop having the pressure of needing to be perfect when there is no true definition of perfect content out there. I'll wait. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I, 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 I hate to go back here, but I'm going to go back here, which is 
I think there's so much value in being able to understand yourself. Like understanding yourself is so critical, man. I say that because I know a couple of things about me. And when I've learned to find ways to just neutralize those things, I, I now use those things to help me rather than stop me, right? So let me give you an example. I know for sure I am never satisfied with anything that I do the first time. Every single time I've recorded a video, every single time I've said something or did a training or the first time I do it, I'm like, ah, that wasn't good. I really didn't like it. I think it could be better. And it's because I learned so much from getting ideas out of my head and communicating them verbally, seeing how people respond. There are so many different elements that go into something like that, that I'm never satisfied with my first time. Like I literally have never done something. And my first time saying, wow, amazing. Right. And so in the past, my, the conversation I would have with myself was, dude, you're not that good. Like, I don't think you should be doing this. Right. And it was like talking myself out of the door, like out of the, this whole opportunity in general, rather than saying, okay, you're right. It wasn't that good, but how can you make it better? Make it better. Actually make it better. Like don't let the negative self talk bring you down to the point where you're not seeing the opportunity to make something better as a good thing. Like you're seeing the opportunity to make something better as, as you suck. Well, it's okay if you do, but you have an opportunity to improve. It's one thing if you do something and it's not good and there's no room for you to grow. That's bad. I agree with you. That's terrible because now you've given your best. It's not good. And you reached your maximum potential. It's like, what do you do from here? You do have to leave. But the beautiful thing about life, especially when you talk content and just the digital space in general, every time you do something, there's opportunity for you to improve. And that is helpful for where you're headed. And so just that small shift, and for some people would be like, really, that's what it was? Yeah, because as long as the, the negative self-talk is talking you out of doing it again and taking that chance to improve, that's the difference between you getting up, dusting yourself off, standing back straight and giving it another go versus walking out and saying, nah, it's not gonna work, it's not for me, I'm gonna try something else. And then you try something else and you come back and you're like, dang, that thing that I was doing three years ago, I wish I would have just stayed consistent with that. Well, that's what we're telling you right now.